Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. It is that time. We're nearing the middle of January. So statistically, most of the people you know have already failed at their New Year's resolutions. This is one of the many reasons that I don't really do resolutions like that. Like, you know, do you, right? But I am just trying to change my life a little bit at a time. Not all at once. Which is why I like things like dry January. For a lot of folks, giving up alcohol for a month is a manageable change that can make a huge difference. Maybe you feel more vitality, or maybe you're taking the opportunity to confront the role alcohol plays in your life. But it ain't without its challenges, especially during wintertime shy, when it seems like most social activities revolve around drinking. We can't go to the beach, we can't hang out in a park with coffee, but the bars stay open. So I wanted to revisit a conversation from around this time last year. I talked to Christina Torres, the founder of Bendicion Bottle Shop. She's a part of a growing culture of creating sober spaces around the city. And she has a lot of wisdom on building community without alcohol. And just to note, me and Christina originally had this conversation when Bendicion first opened. And at that time, it was called Bendicion Dry Bar and Bottle Shop. So you might hear us calling it by a couple different names in this conversation. We started by talking about why Christina started Bendicion. So I got sober in February of 2020. And during that time, it was pretty hard for me to be in a space that revolved around alcohol. Mm-hmm. Living in Chicago, which is a city that there is a bar next to a bar next to a bar. <laughs> um, it was just like a bad time in my life. And I basically was like, well, there's nowhere for me to hang out right now. Like most cafes close at like five, you know, restaurants pair everything with alcohol. There's nowhere for me to go. So I'm just going to make it myself. And mm-hmm. thinking about what it is that I wanted out of a space helps me create the space for other people because this bar and bottle shop is for other people more than it is for myself. It's just to create that space for other people to come when they don't have anywhere else to go, even if they're just not drinking for the night. Yeah. I also find that whenever someone's wanting to go out on a date or just have, you know, like an intimate one-on-one yeah. time, it's like, yeah, we'll grab a drink. And I'm like, can we grab mm-hmm. a tea? You know, yeah, can we get exactly. Like- <laughs> yeah. And there was a study recently. I, I honestly don't remember which dating app it was. It was probably like OkCupid or something that Mm -hmm. they released an article saying that like a lot of younger people now when they go on dates are not going to bars anymore because they want to be present during their dates and they want to get to know the person. So they go to like parks or museums or hopefully there is a dry bar in their area. They can still have drinks, um, you know, and talk over drinks, but it's just a fun present thing to do. And you're aware of what you are saying. So, As you mentioned, Chicago is a drinking city, bars upon bars upon bars. Um, And it can be Mm -hmm. tough for folks who made the decision to no longer engage in drinking. So tell me about the type of community with that social component that you're really trying to build with with Bendicion. The atmosphere and the vibe that we are trying to create is that it is safe to be here and be yourself. Um, And you don't have to drink to be more social, to be, you know, more hyper, to be 
somebody that you're not uh somebody that you become when you're drinking a lot of for me, for example, I was very rude and very mean to people <laughs> when ah. I was drinking. <laughs> and so what we're trying to do is create a space where we have like game nights and we have tarot reading nights and like queer sober socials where people can come and just meet other sober people and just start that conversation with like people you don't know. Because a lot of time in sobriety, it's very isolating, especially in the first couple of months. All of the events are focused around like how to help people in those early stages of not drinking. Tell me about the name Bendicion. Um, what does it mean and how did you come to that? Bendicion means blessing in Spanish. My family is half Puerto Rican, half Mexican. My grandmother is from Puerto Rico. And there, a lot of times what they do when you are leaving, visiting your family or visiting elders is they give you your bendiciones. So they give you their blessing. Mm. That The way that they use it is generally like a religious thing. I do not consider it a religious thing in my mind or in my recovery process. Okay, I don't consider the space religious in any way or anything like that. But the reason I named the bar and space that is because um, it is to honor my grandparents. They both have passed at this point and they were really important figures in my life. Mm. Also, to me, like my sobriety is a blessing um, mm. from whoever or whatever. And I like to think of this space as a blessing for sober people or people who are just not drinking, that this is a safe space in a city full of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. so. You know, that that's really dope, too, because one of my friends who is sober now, um, who was dealing, who is dealing with alcoholism, mm-hmm. you know, he said going through AA it can be a very, um, you know, religion focused space to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, to be able to go somewhere um, that, yeah, has the name blessing, but is mm-hmm. not focused on, you know, a religious practice um, can be really, yeah. a, you know, a nice safe haven. Yeah, for sure. And I also still occasionally go to like AA meetings and things. And the religious aspect of that is a hard thing. And it's something that kind of keeps some people away from being in the program or yeah. something that they struggle with within the program. Um, And so I'm glad that you mentioned this because one of the important parts about the space is that it is for people in any level of sobriety or in recovery or anything like that. I keep using the word safe. I know that like spaces can't be a thousand percent safe, but this is a space where people can come and just be sober together, regardless of like how you are approaching your sobriety. Yeah. And it isn't anything against religion. I just want to make no, that clear. No, no. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are a religious person. <laughs> great. That works for you. Um, but yeah, as you absolutely. said, like, it's great that it's like regardless of, of which, yeah. how you um, identify. So, yeah, I mean, when I think about a person who isn't drinking, um, what comes to mind for mm-hmm. me often is not like, oh, how long, you know, what, what are the reasons? I think usually like it's usually they're dealing with addiction or they have a religion. They're practicing a religion that prohibits it. Um, but I know that you talk about there being a lot of reasons why a person Mm -hmm. may be abstaining from drinking alcohol. And I'd love to hear what are some of the ones that you've come across? Yeah, for sure. I think that's one of my favorite things about the, let's say the movement, Um, Mm -hmm. the movement right now is that we are entering a space of um, a gray area in sobriety where I feel like years previous it was very black and white it was either you cannot drink because you are an alcoholic or you do drink and you're a fun person (laughs) and (laughs) and i feel like now we're entering like this gray area of like i just i'm sober curious and i just want to know what my life is like when i'm not drinking i want to know like who i am when i'm not drinking 
there's people who, for health reasons, like you mentioned, like they either are on medication, they are going through a pregnancy, they are healing from a surgery or anything like that. So people who are like training for marathons, people who are working out, there's so many reasons why people are not drinking or like choosing not to drink for that week or that night or, you know, forever. Um, That I think it's becoming a little more normal now that when people say I'm not drinking tonight, it's not like this huge thing of like, oh, my God, what's wrong? Are you pregnant? Like, what's happening? And (laughs) it's it's more like, oh, okay, like, that's cool. Yeah. Which I'm happy about because it's awkward to be like, I'm an alcoholic, (laughs) like in the middle of a bar, (laughs) like why I'm not drinking. (laughs) Any advice for people who are looking to stop drinking, whether it's for the first time, the 10th time, just for the night? I guess my biggest piece of advice or a welcome into exploring sobriety Mm -hmm. is, and people say it all the time, but it's, you're not alone. And it's super true. Like there are so many sober people and so many people who are just like, just not drinking for the night or just, you know, taking a break. I think that starting to branch out and find other people that you can relate to or other people that you can talk to about this journey is extremely helpful and I think really important and then stock your fridge with a ton of like seltzer waters and just like sparkling coffees and stuff like that and then getting a journal um it sounds super goofy some people are just like whatever about it but writing everything down that I was going through writing down my feelings writing down why I'm angry why I'm upset why I'm happy just finding a healthy way to express your feelings and express um, what it is that you've been trying to avoid by drinking. I think it's probably bigger than everything else that I've said. <laughs> wow. Christina Torres is the founder of Bendicion Bottle Shop, and they have all kinds of dope events coming up, including a quote-unquote sober-ish book club and a non-alcoholic tasting event. For more information, head to bendicionbar.com. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Brendan Banizak is our executive producer. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR Network. If you love the show, rate us, review us. It helps more people find The Rundown. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>